as we'll see with the next player that we're going to talk about, when we speak about Paul George, you never really get the full value. Honestly, sometimes you just have to look at your franchise, look at where your franchise is going, what you need, identify players who you think could fulfill those roles for your team, and then that's what you acquire. Because I feel like even with the Paul George trade, that what Indiana did was they identified players who not only could galvanize their fan base and Oladipo because he went to Indiana mm-hmm. and he's a known commodity in Indiana. Still a young player. And you get Sabonis, who, who's fit today, modern NBA big. Right. So now him playing next to Miles Turner and they're both going to stretch the floor. Right. That's something good to work on. I'm not saying that any of these players can add up to what Paul George gave you. But you're building but pieces. Exactly. You look. I think what it is is you look at your team for what it's worth. You analyze what direction you want to go in. And then you pull the trigger based off that. You don't say, okay, well, we have this pressure and we want to try to get this. You got to have a full, like, you got to have full knowledge and self-awareness, so to speak, of where your team is going and what you need. And I think that's what you go for. When you reboot, you you, you start looking at, well, can we get rotation players? Yes. And did we get did we get two rotation players in exchange for a guy that was probably going to leave as a free agent anyway? I mean, the news came out today that... Um, uh, tampering charges are being filed against the Lakers and Magic Johnson um, for you know talking with yep. Paul George ahead of time, which is interesting because it, it seems like a lot of that kind of stuff has gone on for a while, and this is the first time anyone's ever like called a foul about it. Um, but clearly, the Pacers felt like they were in a position where they could lose Paul George for nothing next summer. Total Kevin Durant situation, right? And. It, they didn't have a Russell Westbrook to fall back on. Exactly. Um, so you know, I mean, to get Oladipo and um, and to get Sabonis, it, it's not bad. It, it's certainly not equal value, or not even close to equal value for a guy like Paul George, who, you know, I feel like he's a top ten player in the league, and at any given night, he's a top five player in the league. Um, you know, if healthy and if on the floor. Yes, and he has been barring that injury. In my opinion, he was top five. He he was top five, and he's getting back to that level. Because Very quickly. Honestly, in my opinion, Paul George is a more flashy Kawhi Leonard. He's a two-way player um, who can get his own shot, and he's exactly. a little more get his own shot than Kawhi. He's a little less defensive. Yes. But when you add it all together, uh, they're they're pretty comparable. Uh, they're at they a pretty are. comparable level. In, in terms of, of being a superstar. And, you know, getting uh, a guy like that to play with Westbrook is is a big deal because that's a team that overachieved massively. Massively. And you get a one-year rental. Look, everyone still thinks he's going to leave after this year. Well, but maybe not. I mean, you heard him say, if, if we are very successful, I would be stupid to leave. If you get to so, the conference I mean, finals in the exactly. West, that's a good team. That, that's an, Honestly, right now, with the way that the West is stacked up, and you look at Golden State in the way that they're stacked up, even though I feel like San Antonio can compete with them in different areas, just off our defensive schemes and our offensive schemes, and we're well coached, I feel like we can compete. But it's like, if you're not catching Golden State, what are you, what are you really doing? So if you can make it to the conference finals, like you said, and be in the top four of the West, that's saying something. I mean, if it was the Eastern Conference and you're in the top four, then you're like, uh, I don't know. But in the West, where it's stacked top to bottom, where teams are fighting on the bottom at the last day of the season, any playoff seed from three to seven is in jeopardy of who's going to fall where. That's sort of an accomplishment. Even though moral victories don't play well in the locker room, 
it's still something to behold. And so I think that Paul George would be dumb to leave. And so my overall thoughts on that trade was it's good for Oklahoma City because not only did they replace Kevin Durant in a way and give Westbrook some more help, which was definitely much needed. needed. I feel like they have an opportunity to possibly keep a Paul George. And not only that, possibly keep Westbrook. Right. Because Westbrook could leave at That's the same point. time Paul George does. And I feel like getting that superstar back and showing your number one talent that we're not afraid, we're serious. you know what I'm saying, to go all in. We've seen what happened last year. We've seen right. that even with you being the MVP, you only got the seventh seed. You know what? You need some reinforcements. You need some help. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring in a player who is just as hungry as you with the same mentality because not for nothing, Kevin Durant, his his whole thought process of who he is, he's he's very fragile, I feel like. He's more like in a bubble, like not in a bubble, so to speak, but he's just more defensive about a lot of things. When criticism comes his way, regardless of who's it from, he feels like he has to respond or, you know what I'm saying, like he has to prove a point to people. And I feel like just that mentality, his mental wasn't fit for a team that has to prevail through things. And right. it's not the Golden State Warriors and not going to say, okay, well, we're destined to be in the finals. A team who has to fight and they really have to work hard. I don't think Kevin Durant is of that school of thought. A lot of things have come easy to him. Not not saying that he hasn't struggled through things, but, I mean, if you had a choice between going through the difficult path and making it easy for yourself and not having to say, well, I'm putting in all this work and I'm not getting any results, nobody, you would be a fool not to take that. But I feel like Paul George... With his adversity and the things that he's been through, he fits well for OKC and what they're trying to accomplish. Somebody who's been through things, and now your back is up against the wall with somebody else whose back has been up against the wall. So now you guys only have, you know, the right to come out swinging. So I think that it was a good trade for Oklahoma City, even though it's a chance, it's a rental. They may have their heart broken again, again. <laughs> maybe even twice, which right. would hurt even worse. Westbrook, please. At least you took the chance. At least you didn't sit there and sit on your hands and say, you know what? We're good where we're at. We're going to try to build with this team. We had the seventh seed last year. We're going to aim for four, five, maybe even hopefully the three seed. You, you know what I'm saying? You made two really interesting points in there. The first is that um, Paul George, if he were to leave Oklahoma City, right, is he going to find a teammate like Westbrook on any other team he'd be going to? So – as much as you might want to talk about, oh, he wants to go to the Lakers. Is Westbrook on the Lakers? I mean, when you superstars want to play with other superstars, talented players, A-level players want to play with A-level players. Yes. Well, it's hard to find a guy that's better than Russell Westbrook. And it's hard to look around the league and easily spot where you're going to find a better situation than this. It's not few. So it, it's, it's really... Uh, it is few, rather. It, it, it's really a good move by Oklahoma City. Yes. To marry these two guys together and say, look, both of you, are you going to find a better teammate than this? Look around. You probably won't. And so, you know, here we go. This this is a good roster. And the other point about the Durant mentality versus Westbrook's mentality, you could probably just oversimplify it to, do I care what other people think? If you're going to respond to what people say, if you're going to make a yes. move because you care about your legacy. Uh-huh. And you know, look, I like Kevin Durant. I, I don't, I don't 
disagree with what he did. But clearly there is I care what people think aspect to this. And Russell Westbrook is is not that at all. He's the antithesis. Right? He's gonna wear crazy clothes. He's driving to the basket. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna dunk this ball. I don't care who's in my way. I mean there's a real contrast of of, Of of outlook and style there. And um yeah, I think Paul George is probably more of that, hey, I know who I am. I don't yes. have anything to prove. Yes. Um, l- let's just get on the court and play. And play, and let's go at it. And he's just, he just has more hunger, in my in my opinion. Even in Kevin Durant's championship chase, I really didn't see the hunger because you had a team that's been to the finals for two years. You can take your foot off the gas a little bit. And a lot fun. of it, because <laughs> if you're Kevin Durant being added to a team that went to the finals two years in a row, that team... It's unbeatable, and we were predicting it at this very point, right. even before this point, on July 4th, yep. 2016, when the man signed with the Warriors that the Warriors right. were going to win it all. And it came to fruition. Even though the Cavs put up a good fight, it was nothing that any team in the NBA could do right. besides San Antonio because they did have him down by a lot. But, I mean, it is a seven-game series, so it's just one you game. can't go off for just one game, even though it was at home in Golden State where they rarely lose. It was a hell of a game. It was for three quarters. You, you, you can hear my, my Spurs. MVP. <laughs> yes. But, uh, oh, man. I just, I don't know. Like, Kevin Durant just doesn't seem like the player who will go to a situation that's not the best and say, you know what? We're going to lace up our boots. We're going to strap on. And we're going to make this situation better throughout whatever. I mean, he gave nine great years to Oklahoma City. But in those nine years, you faced a lot of turmoil. You've seen players leave. So now it's like, you know what? I feel like the team that they have in Golden State was a team that we could have had here. When you think about Russell Westbrook. Absolutely. James Harden with Kevin Durant, Jeff Green, Serge Ibaka with Steven Adams. It's that team that they had. And if they would have, I think what changed the dynamic of Oklahoma City was the failed trade with Tyson Chandler. Yeah. When that fell through, I think that was one of the dominoes that stopped them from really going all in to say, we're going to chase this championship, and now we have to worry about the future of our franchise. And that led to the James Harden trade. Jeff Green was dealt before that, and even with Serge Ibaka being traded. It just it just led to a series of unfortunate events for Oklahoma City, but I think they're in a better place. And so if we had to choose a winner and a loser of, of this trade, do you think there's a real winner and a loser? Or Yeah, I mean, I, I think Oklahoma City won because of the point you made about the potential for losing Westbrook. And so not only does this make your team better on the court, but it gives you some sort of insurance policy against Westbrook immediately testing the free agent waters and looking at Los Angeles or, or somewhere like that. Um, you know, it, because Paul George is such a top flight talent, I would have wanted more in exchange if I'm giving him up because I still think he's in the prime of his career. He's a draft pick of two. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, when you consider what Kyrie Irving got in a, uh, in a similar circumstance where he's basically demanding a trade, I mean, you know, is is Sabonis better than Crowder? Not really. I don't know. I, I, they both are. It's are kind of a push. Decent rotation players yeah, for what they do. Right. And is Isaiah Thomas better than Oladipo? Well, yeah, Isaiah Thomas is better than Oladipo. And you might say, okay, well, Kyrie's younger, so maybe you get more of a haul. But you you got the Brooklyn pick in addition. So I, I feel like there should have been another asset there. And I don't know if Indiana just didn't want the clock to tick and for them to just start getting worse offers 
when everyone knows that they you're going to lose him in a year. They lost their yeah. leverage. I think the difference between Paul George and Kyrie was just the contract and the fact that Kyrie had more years, more control. So yeah. what the other team is willing to offer and what you can say, well, wait, hold on. You're not just getting a We got some time. We, can, we actually you have, yeah, you have time wait and field some offers. Exactly. You have other things you can do with your, your franchise and see where you're going. But with Paul George, it's more of a, well, this is a right now deal. Right. So, I mean... It's hard to criticize the Pacers savvy. too much. Yeah, it's savvy on Oklahoma City part to not include another asset. But at the same time, it's still savvy. <laughs> I mean, but it's still savvy on Indiana's part to get something back in return. Yeah. Because there were a lot of teams out there, and probably half of the deals that they got on draft day probably dwindled. And they were all saying, well, you know what? We're going to wait, and we're going to enter the Paul George sweepstakes and say we're going to offer him the max when he's a free agent. I don't have to give you anything to get this player. I'll wait a season, wait for him to be a free agent, and then I'll deal with him that way. I don't have to go through you. You cut out the middleman, and then you don't lose anything, and you only have the opportunity to gain. And But for Indiana, I feel like it's the perfect storm because where was Indiana going? To the to Second where? round, maybe? Maybe. And so my whole thing is that it's like now what they do is they prepare for the future. They have two pieces that they can build on. And obviously, Indiana is not set up to win much of anything. Not saying that they don't have pieces because they do have players Turner. exactly that they can build off of. But are they going to win you a championship? And nowadays, it's championship or it's nothing. So it's like if we're not winning a chip, if we're not competing for the championship. We should be losing games and getting a draft pick. For the number one draft. So it's like, <laughs> basically, what Philadelphia did was they created two championships. Yeah. The NBA Finals or... And the NBA Draft. Exactly. <laughs> and so now it's a race for either one. So if we're not going to get the Larry O'Brien trophy, we're going to get the number one draft pick. And why be in the absolute exactly. middle of the pack? Why? It serves you no purpose to be a team that could win 45 games, 40, go 41 and 41. And then what do you have to show for it? You get a fringe pick at number 15, 16, unless you're getting a Kawhi Leonard or maybe even a Donovan Mitchell of this year, then maybe that's good. But those are few and far between plays. You don't you can't rely on that. Exactly. You don't get that. And you don't get stacked draft classes like you had this year. That's the only reason why a player like Mitchell could fall to the later rounds. I mean, to the later picks and almost close to being out of the lotteries because you have all this talent. And so you can't predict that in these next drafts that, okay, the talent level is going to be there by the time of the draft. Because there's so many players we looked at who they could be a potential number one pick in the draft, rated high coming out of high school, great player in college, and then they go in, an injury occurs, or they don't even live up to the potential because maybe the competition they were playing against wasn't that great. So there's many different things that can shake it out. And so that goes back to your point about Kyrie, that you take the known asset now as opposed to waiting and trying to find out players who – you possibly could draft because I know Boston wasn't happy. Not saying that they don't like the picks that they have, but to get a Jalen Brown and not saying that Jake, I mean that Jason Tatum is not going to be a great player, but he's not LeBron James. He's not right. Markel Fultz even. He's not they ben didn't hit a grand slam with exactly. Those. So it's like you know what we tried this process out. We've landed where we landed, and we weren't able to get the talent that we needed, the exact talent that we wanted. So you know what these assets that we acquired, we're now going to get that talent. And so for Indiana, I think what their job was to do was to say, you know what, we're going to plan for the future. This roster is not going to compete this year. may not even compete next year. The summer of 2018 is a summer where everything could change for everybody. And so what we're going to do is we're going to wait until then. We're going to tank until then and say, now, you know what, 
if we do get some great plays in the draft, maybe we could attract a free agent or two right. to come here and play. So, I mean, I don't think – when I look at these deals, I try to find how did this team actually succeed in this deal. How did they get better? What did they do for their team to get better? Because there's a lot of times you get trades and you say, oh, wow, they really didn't get anything. But you well, got a situation where they Exactly, hit. because face value on paper, you're going to say Paul George for Oladipo and Sabonis – that's, That's a trash. horrible trade. Right. Like, nobody... If you put that trade in NBA 2K, so to speak... Right, they reject it. They reject it. <laughs> Indiana will say, no, we don't want that trade. Right. But you change the circumstances, you change the leverage, and then now it becomes a trade that's advantageous for both sides. I have recouped something back because you can't say Indiana lost because Paul George was going to walk for anyway. nothing. And it was a well-known fact. Right. He had another destination in mind. He wanted to walk for greener pastures. And I think Larry Bird leaving that franchise... Played a big role into it. You don't yep. have that voice there, that player. Hitting that a reset wanna, button. Exactly. So they're hitting a reset button everywhere. So it's like, you know what? We could wait a season and we could play the Kevin Durant game and say, okay, we're going to wait. And No, our superstar loves this place. Right. We treated him in his bad times. We treated him great. When he was injured and he was out, we showed him that this is the best situation for you. We treated him like family. But even in that... People have the desire. So now it's like we have to do what's best for us. And so Indiana recouped this something on the other side, and they didn't do what Oklahoma City did. So basically what they did was they traded a player to a place who knows what that heartbreak feels like to get back two pieces who can add to their roster. And I feel like Oladipo just didn't have the greatest situation because we're looking at a player who came from the Orlando Magic who really has no direction. I was just going to say that. (laughs) And so and it's like I look at players from certain teams who – who came in as highly touted talents and they just didn't get the right situation. Like certain players who before this year went to Sacramento, like maybe even the Mecklemores and things like that, like they didn't get the fair chance of, of what they needed or the fair situation, the right situation rather, to, to, you know. Maximize their talent. Exactly. Thank you. And so now with Oladipo, with him being in a situation in Indiana, hopefully they work around him. Having a better coach in Nate McMillan, having somewhat of a culture already established in Indiana that he's, well averse in right i think it could only be advantageous for him it's like a, a coming home party for him and i think you know what i'm saying I, I i think it's a good situation for both teams indiana serves the purpose of not having this great player who's gonna mess up our locker room and the dynamic of that now we get back two players who's gonna buy into what we're doing here and we can build organically with this team and it's not forced and so you put paul you make paul george someone else's problem but at the same time getting back assets so i think it was I'm not, I can't. I can't ever bring myself to say it was an even trade, right. but I think circumstantially, I think both teams will be well off if we look at this trade two and three years down the line. And Paul George, you know, gave them the courtesy of giving a heads up of yes, exactly. I am going to leave, so y- you probably should make the best deal that you can make.